When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? Appreciate you joining me here on a, what is it, Monday? Uh, I barely know what day of the week it is. It's Monday. We're doing it live, and we're here every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and then we go live whenever there's breaking news. doesn't matter if it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. If there's breaking news, your boy Smitty's live. Just know that. Think of the, Think about that in your head, okay? Next time something breaks, don't go, oh, I wonder who's talking about it. Just show up. You know, turn on notifications. Subscribe if you're new, and let's get into all of the breaking news of the day. And now for the news. In today's news, we've got a lot to talk about on the screen here. Uh number 1, let's let's kick it off with uh, Lamar Jackson and get that out of the way. Lamar Jackson um rejoins the Ravens for the first time this offseason. Fully expected cuz this guy is representing himself. He does not have an agent. And he is, uh, he's essentially, um, where's my music? There we go. He's essentially representing himself and apparently wants to be franchise tagged after he plays out his fifth year option. His thinking is, and maybe he's just trying to strong arm and negotiate. And he's again, got no agent. It's his mom and him that are like handling all of his, uh, business affairs. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't, but he's reportedly, wanted to play out his fifth-year option and then get franchise tagged and then get franchise tagged and then decide to sign a long-term deal. Now, in theory, it that could work out because, you know, contracts go up so much every year. The cap goes up uh, after the season. And so you have like a potential right now $230 million guaranteed deal is what Deshaun Watson has. And I, I believe the Browns are going to try and get that back if anything goes uh, awry. Uh, And it sounds like things are going awry. Um, That's like the baseline, right? Like, could he be looking at a 350, you know, after three years from now? So the fifth-year option, he plays it out, Lamar. And then Lamar gets franchise tagged at like 40 to 50 million a year. Then he gets franchise tagged at 40 to 50 million a year. He's going to get paid like around 100 million on the two years after this fifth-year option. Then sign or ink a 350, a 300. Who knows what the contracts will be. It's smart in a way, sure, but he's a running quarterback. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if three years from now he's going to look exactly the same. If I'm him, I, I get the bag for 230 to, you know, something around that range. But that's me. You know, I, I, I don't I don't know if you run 150 to 180 times a game. I'm sorry, game. 150 to 180 times a season. You're opening the door to a lot of injuries. So I don't know if it's the best move. You're banking on yourself. You know, I understand that. And he certainly has a lot of potential. And a lot of teams would love to have him. Two years from now, three years from now, 
he's not going to have a hard time finding a job. But if he's banged up, if he's like, if he had some kind of like almost career ending injury because he runs so much, you open the door to that as a quarterback. You're getting hit by linebackers, by by multiple uh, defensive linemen constantly when you're running. Like you're you're taking a beating. You know, you're taking a beating. Running backs deteriorate very quickly in the NFL, and when you're a running quarterback with the amount of running he does, you are essentially a running back. Your shelf life is is a lot shorter than a drop back passer, a traditional drop back passer. So I don't I don't know if it's the right move, but we'll see. Um, but he's back. We fully expected him to be back. He's not holding out. He doesn't want to sign a contract. It's Lamar Jackson not coming to the table. It's not the Ravens not coming to the table. This is different. This is like the reverse of the Debo situation. Like the the Ravens are like, come, come sign. Get to the table. Let's sign it. Let's ink a deal. And Lamar's like, ah, you know, I don't know if I want it right now. It's like the reverse of the Debo Samuel situation. So uh, Lamar Jackson it, uh, is in attendance at Ravens minicamp. Not a surprise. Uh, here's a piece of news I thought was interesting because I get a lot of heat for my Josh Jacobs doubt that I have because a lot of people think it's generated from a lot of like bias and and I admitted admit I admit all the time there's a lot of bias that's that's there because of this guy's judgment you know the way he attacks things mentally um, the fact that he tried to fight a lot of his his fans told him to meet him at the stadium a couple years back um, told fantasy football worlds to bench him because he wasn't going to play and then he laughed after the fact because he was just trying to screw with everybody like we're all we were all pretty upset at this guy he's a he's kind of a a head case to me and then he blocked me on social media because i blasted him for all those things you know rightly so blasted him for all those things because it was is ridiculous for him to on his stories put meet me at the stadium here's the address to people that were upset at him because he said i'm not playing today and, and, and put a bird emoji on his IG, said, F your fantasy. He said that, F your fantasy, bird emoji your fantasy, I'm not playing today. And then he played, and he laughed. He's like, I, I was never hurt. Like, and then he, and those people get mad at him. His own fans, mind you, this are, these are the people following him on Instagram. They messaged him and obviously sent him a lot of hate and all that. And you know, you're, you're a big boy. You're in the NFL. You're in the spotlight. Part of your job is to entertain the media and the fan base. I'm sorry. Whether you could handle it or not, not, not my responsibility. I can't come out and say I shouldn't be. I shouldn't have to mingle with the people watching my show. It's not my job to be a, a person that mingles with my fan base or the audience. Like you, you chose this profession. Part of your profession comes with the media and the fan base. It just does. I don't care what anybody says about these players take a lot of crap. This is all self-generated by Josh Jacobs. Um, This right here, The Athletic, talking about, uh, and this is just an opinion, but believes the bell cow role for Josh Jacobs is unlikely in 2022. There's a lot of people that think Zemir White is the potential uh, starter there at at some point, or at least is going to get a big handful of the early down work. Um some will argue no. Those people that argue no are probably um, very pro Jacobs because they own him. So you got to pick and choose the content you're getting on Jacobs. Are you going to get the bias take from me? Because <laughs> apparently I'm biased. He's the only player I have a little bias towards. I'm pretty unbiased. I can pretty much like Cardinal fan, uh, Arizona. I live in Arizona. 
I don't let it affect me at all. I don't let it. I don't let it affect me. I'll rip into Kyler. I'll talk about Kyler's uh, situation. He's creating a very, very dark cloud over the Cardinal organization right now with his his way that he's behaved in the offseason. He's cleaning it up right now. I'm very, very much getting excited for Kyler to maybe drop a, a better season than I anticipated earlier on in the offseason when he was going to potentially hold out. We started calling him Kyler Murray, Juice Box Kyler. I, I'm not. I'm not biased at all. Um, except for Josh Jacobs because of all the, the I, I'm, I'm just trying to like play off of the fact that he doesn't make good decisions, so I don't trust him. I don't trust him. You're biased to Javante, but in a good way. Yeah, Sendu, I don't know that I'm biased. Like, here's the truth. I'm not biased toward Javante. I merely beat the drum loud and aggressively and repeatedly when I feel like people aren't hearing me. And people think that I'm biased toward that, that I'm doubling down. And then the Melvin Gordon situation happens. He re-signs and people think I'm just doubling down. And I love it. Someone will come into my comments and they'll say something like, Smitty, Smitty, come on, come on. Like the come on comments, the, the funniest. Come on, Smitty. You know you're just doubling down. Be honest with your followers. Stop lying to your followers and let them know that you are actually worried about Melvin Gordon and that Javante's not going to have as good of a season. Smitty, admit it. You're lying to your audience. I love when people come in and tell me what I think. I love when people come in and tell me why I think what I think. It's hilarious. Um, and Sindhu, I'm not mad at you on this. I'm, I'm talking about somebody else. I'm not talking about you. But it's hilarious, you know. The Javante Williams, like, come on, Smitty. Be honest about it. Like, like I'm not like I'm creating video after video because I truly don't believe it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, th- to be fair to Jacobs, this is one man's opinion and the athletic I have been critical of in general because they come out with a lot of these these pieces and because people say they're with the athletic. Is this came from somewhere within the organization? It really is this guy Vic saying he believes the like this is me this is like me saying hey i believe the bell cow role will not be jacobs's in 2022 and then somebody from nbc sports or wherever posting it hey according to the fantasy football show smitty believes that the, the bell cow role is unlikely for josh jacobs I, my opinions is say i mean you could say it's better than vix right here we don't know who vic is but that's all this is. I, I don't want anybody to think this is like a, a coach saying it. This is a, an athletic uh, beat writer or fantasy writer or whatever talking about the bell cow role and his opinion is not going to be going to Jacobs in 2022. That's all it is. But I want to make that clear. But I, I kind of agree with that take. Um, not saying I know who Vic is. I can't vouch for Vic. 80 people in the in the chat right now. Please punch the thumbs up button. Wipe your feet. Uh, completely Dalvin Cook that like button for your boy Smitty. By the way, we invented that phrase on 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 YouTube. Um, Dalvin Cook the like button, Debo Samuel the like button. Um, you know all that, and everybody uses it now. Everybody everybody uses it. We coined that so long ago. Whenever a player was doing something they shouldn't have been doing, when a player was being naughty, we we said you know Dalvin Cook up to no good. Don't go ahead and Dalvin cook that like button, smash it, and and everyone uses that now. Everybody, Alan Lazard, restricted free agent, 
has signed a one-year $3.97 million tender with the Packers. This, this kid could have 1,100 yards and 8 to 10 touchdowns. You know, he's the poor man's version of a, I don't know, uh, a Michael Pittman. You know, like you can get him really late and he could produce wide receiver three numbers in fantasy. So buckle up, grab this kid. Uh, there's a few comments in here. Um, sorry, I haven't read a lot of the comments yet. Zamir White is going to replace Jacobs. Zamir White 2023. Uh, yeah, not worth a fifth round pick. After that news, Zamir White, you're biased towards Javante, but in a good way, I already read that. Dude, I'd like to hear you contemplate with the Fantasy Pros dudes on a podcast. You know what? They never invite me on. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know some of those guys. Um, they ask me to do, you know, the, the fantasy content sometimes. I go in there and do a little guest piece or whatever uh, written. But they, they've never, they never reach out to have me on their show. I'd, I'd go on. I'd, I, they seem like really good dudes. I've, I've known Fantasy Pros. I was one of the Fantasy Pros' first, you know, expert rankers or whatever because I've been I was doing this longer than they were and when they came out onto the scene I was a, an existing website you know that had rankings and they approached and said hey you want to be a part of the consensus rankings and I've been a part of them ever since but they don't ever invite me on their video stuff I don't know why I'd go on I'd I'd be glad to mingle with them but your boy Smitty uh I bet you has in expert rankings you're the highest on Javante not saying that's wrong I'm always the highest on Javante. I'm probably the highest on Javante. I'm probably the lowest on Derrick Henry. I'm probably the highest on Kenneth Walker. If not, I'll remedy that by the end of the night. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then all the experts start sounding alike. The problem with fantasy is the industry is too much overlap. Well, that's why I'm here poker that's why I'm here I don't go with the trend at all that's a lot of people don't invite me on their show because I probably am a little controversial you know what I mean so I've been that way my whole career I don't go to a lot of the expos I've been doing this the only person I can think of right now that's done it longer than me is Matthew Barry I've been doing this 20 straight years professionally and I don't go and mingle with a lot of those guys and you know I don't know if that's why uh you know your boy Smitty, I get I get asked to go on some shows, but uh, I don't really care. I'm here for working for myself. Like you know, I, I'll go on bigger shows if they invite me on, but I'm not really here for that. I'm not looking for it. I'm not out seeking it. I don't need it. I don't need. I don't even need ESPN. I don't need anybody. I. This is what's great about the platform that you can create for yourself in today's YouTube world. You don't need anybody. You look at Pat McAfee. They didn't. They didn't want him. They didn't want ESPN going on Pat McAfee. Now Pat McAfee's so much bigger than ESPN. They're begging to get their guys on the Pat. Like so, it's a it's a turn. You know the the script that gets turned, the tables turn. Your boy Smitty. Once we get to a point where we're we're balling, we're at a hundred k on YouTube, and we're getting like five thousand people in our live streams. It's gonna happen. People will be coming knocking on our door, and you know what? We'll open it. We'll open it because I'm not that kind of person. I'll jump on anybody's show. I, you know, it's all good for me. Uh, Jeff, uh, whatever the heck his name is, believes this is an athletic writer as well. That the Ravens will manage early season workloads for J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I've been telling you this for a long time now. 
Don't expect J.K. Dobbins to unleash, get unleashed in the first couple weeks. Don't expect J.K. Dobbins to do anything more than Zeke Elliott did last, or Zeke Elliott. Saquon Barkley did last year. Coming back from ACL tears is not an easy thing. And maybe Adrian Peterson spoiled us the year he came back and rushed for 2,000 yards after a torn ACL. That guy's a freak. You, you can't compare any anybody to Adrian Peterson. And J.K. Dobbins, as far as I'm concerned, is a complete avoid. Not because he can't do well, but I think because I think I'm going to stay away from him at his current ADP. Like, he could do well at a certain point in the season. Like, maybe he gets back on track like week 9, week 10. But he's being bought and drafted and traded for at value that is right around where he'd be if he wasn't hurt at all coming off an injury. Like, I'm just not spending 4th or 5th round value on JK. I'm, I'm drafting DK or Waddle or Joe Burrow or Herbert or somebody more uh, secure for my team and then I'll grab Walker later. Give me Kenneth Walker in round six, which is a reach according to a lot of people. Everybody's seeing Kenneth Walker fall to round seven and eight and nine. Not me, but you know why? I'm the problem. I won't let him fall past round six, but you know what? I have a very, very good reason as to why I'm going to snag Kenneth Walker in round six and never even let him go to round seven because I don't care. I don't care about the advantage I may or may not have by letting him fall one more round. If I let him fall one more round, what am I really gaining by letting Walker fall one more round? I'm ga- I'm, I'm risking that somebody else has an idea like me and is going to grab Kenneth Walker. And the difference between the amount of value you're going to gain from a 6th and 7th round pick is very minuscule. It's not going to lose you a league by reaching a round early. If you reach like from number 15 up to number 4 overall, that, that equivalent... If you could measure that out and extrapolate what you're really doing, that's disastrous. To reach for a guy at that, that's going at 15, 16, 17, 18 at number four overall is a disaster waiting to happen. 100 people in here, hit the thumb up button, smash it, Dalvin Cook the like button, and subscribe if you're new. The difference between drafting somebody in round six instead of round seven is minuscule. It doesn't matter. I don't care about reaching a round when you're that far back. That's so far back that that's it's it's hard to measure what that even does. And not to mention, what if I take a player like uh, whoever I'm taking around seven? I might like as an equivalent to the player I would take at round six and wait on Walker for round seven. So I just don't care. I just don't care. Walker to me in round six crushes J.K. Dobbins at his ADP. So give me a Waddle, give me a DK instead of Dobbins in four, and I'll take my running back two in round five in, 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 in freaking Kenneth Walker. Or give me ETN over J.K. Dobbins because they're about equal in terms of ADP. I'm taking ETN all day long. This kid's going to take a lot of time to get back. He's in a running back by committee. Yeah, I know the Ravens want to run the ball, but the Ravens also traded away their top wide receiver option. They're really putting... Lamar Jackson in a bad spot and just like I said the Cleveland Browns would fall apart and everybody said how they had the most amazing draft their defense is going to be off the hook they're going to be amazing I didn't like the way it fell offensively and the Browns certainly fell apart regardless of a good draft regardless of a good defensive uh, draft and way that they were building I feel the same way about the Ravens they've definitely got potential to do well I'm not saying they can't 
I'm just saying that when you're banking on this, oh, we're going to run the ball a ton now and just avoid passing, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying the Ravens will fall apart. I'm not saying the Ravens will bust. I'm saying the Ravens' current plan may not actually be fully executed all year long. To change what Lamar Jackson is comfortable doing is always a bad approach for Lamar Jackson. It's part of why I think he wants to get out of there, quite frankly, to get rid of his number one wide receiver option, absolute travesty. Like, he, he was not happy. He tweeted out the moment they traded Hollywood Brown away, even though everybody continues to say Smitty, he knew it was coming. He may have heard that it was coming. He may have had conversations about it. But when it happened, the man himself was shocked. I don't need to hear anybody tell me there's an article written where he knew it was going to happen. The man himself was shocked the moment it went down. He must have thought they were going to back out and not actually do it or what the hell was going on because he tweeted out WTF the moment Hollywood Brown was traded. He's not happy with that, that, that type of thinking. Let's trade away our top option. So I feel like if they continue to go down this road of we're not going to throw as much. We're going to run a whole lot more. You are tweaking Lamar Jackson's style of play and preference of play. And this man has never done well when you've tried to hold him back. This man has never done well when you've tried to make him run less. Whenever you've tried to control Lamar Jackson and what he's doing, it's ended badly. And Lamar Jackson has not performed well. So I think that if they do try and overrun the ball, it's not going to move the football down the field properly. They're going to struggle to get in sync. I don't believe that this whole thinking of they got rid of Hollywood, they're just going to run, 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 and Lamar's going to be good with that. The offense is going to be good with that. It doesn't make me want to own J.K. Dobbins or Gus the Bus is my point. And on top of all of that, I'd rather just grab Batty. This, this rookie running back as my last pick in the draft if I'm in a deep league and just hope he gets the ball because I'm not going near ACL injury guys like JK and Gus Edwards. I'm just not doing it. Um, in, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of being honest, Jarek McKin- McKinnon getting re-signed by the Chiefs is not good for Clyde. I love Clyde. I think Clyde is still good value. I think there's still a good bet on Clyde if you're talking seven round range. This news right here uh, definitely puts uh, puts Clyde, I think, another round down, which is good. And I'll still invest in Clyde, but certainly McKinnon being uh, a running back that the Chiefs could lean on. Whereas Rojo's got to learn the playbook. He's not going to be the guy. It was all Clyde. Now McKinnon's definitely in the mix, and that's not a great, a great thing. Uh, there's no such thing as Bateman season. Stop it. There's no, there's no such thing as Bateman. Yeah. So... This whole Bateman stuff. Guys, Bateman's had, what do you have, like 500 yards and a touchdown last year? I mean, 500 yards and a touchdown last year. Let's not act like Bateman is some, like, he already proved it type player. Like, everybody talks about Bateman. Bateman season, Bateman season. I like Bateman. I think Bateman's not getting a moon call from me. I like Bateman as a three or four wide receiver. You know, like a guy you draft as your 3-4 and he outperforms and becomes a high-end wide receiver 3. I'm on board for that. But this whole notion that Bateman's like headed to the moon off his 500-yard and one TD season, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't understand 
where everybody's coming from on Rashad Bateman. He hasn't proven anything yet. He looked okay. He looked good. But he's not like some, I'm going to score, I'm going to be a top 12 wide receiver. I saw nothing of the sort. And I don't really care if Hollywood and Lamar had this great connection. If you remember, it took Hollywood a whole year to get there with Lamar. Like, Hollywood was supposed to break out. He didn't. And then he broke out about a year later. And so Bateman, Bateman's proven nothing to me other than he's in a good situation. He's probably in a real good spot to score like a wide receiver 3-4. But the upside of high-end wide wide receiver 3 potential. But past that, I'm not drafting Bateman as this wide receiver 2 in fantasy. I don't really understand why everybody's so high on Bateman. I'm not. Um, What's this news right here? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is present for physicals today and is... Uh, slated to be at mandatory minicamp tomorrow. Sources say uh, Murray, who wants a new contract, had returned to OTAs recently. His arrival for minicamp is expected. Guy has no leverage. However, actually, he does have some leverage. His leverage is that, yeah, the draft order for the Cooper Cup League is coming. Uh, we'll do that tomorrow the, on the eve. And the scoring will be very standard PPR. But I'll, I'll I'll release all that on tomorrow's show, show on the on the 7 p.m. show. We'll go over the Cooper Cup League stuff. We'll do the draft order. There's some of you that have not signed in, um, and some of you have not given your email. By the way, there there are a few people that have that have not contacted me back after I've asked you to do so, and you're going to miss out on the league. So tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shout out. Make sure you tune in, and I'm gonna tell people. People that are not signed in or that I don't have emails aren't going to get in. So you're going to have to, and then we're going to have to replace you, you know, during the draft. Um, just to set the expectation, we could get through like 15 picks a day. So you guys need to calm yourselves if things go slowly. It's that kind of draft. Uh, Tony Pollard season. Guys, I'm doing a video right now. I'm editing it. I'm about an hour or two away from posting it. I'll probably post tonight. Maybe we'll do a live premiere at like 9 p.m. my time. That'll be midnight Eastern. We'll do a premiere on Sleeper Running Backs 2022. And I talk a lot about Tony Pollard in this video. Tony Pollard is a league winner. Tony Pollard costs you a ninth round pick maybe. He's in the 90 range for running backs taken. I'm sorry, not running backs. He's in the 50-something range for running backs taken. 50 to 60. He's in the... 90 to 95 overall range for for players taken. This is an absolute steal. This is a top 6 to 10 potential running back. He's not locked into that value. Nobody should expect it. This is a guy. This is a guy in in Tony Pollard that can absolutely Where where's our ramp button? Time for a Smitty rant. Tony Pollard can win you a league. Tony Pollard cannot lose you a league. Tony Pollard is going in the 9th to 10th round range. Tony Pollard has top 6 to 10 running back appeal. Tony Pollard could average 5 to 5.4 yards per carry, if I had to, to astutely guess. This guy could get over 10 touchdowns. This guy, Tony Pollard can be your league winner. I'm not saying draft him early. I don't need somebody to come 
and say, Smitty, you told me to draft Pollard in the fifth round. You better be right or you're going to pay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Tony Pollard has... To the moon. Moon capability. Moon capability. To the moon. To Pluto. To, to, to Jupiter. This guy can explode. And I don't believe Zeke Elliott has enough left in the tank, even if he's able to deliver for three, four, five, six weeks. Guess what? Tony Pollard is getting into that lineup at some point because there's no way Zeke is old body that's got maybe 1,700 carries to his name. 1,700 carries. People, do you realize how many carries and touches that is? 1,700 carries. There's no way that this man is going to hold up if they feed him. If they feed him enough, he's not going to hold up. Tony Paul. Now, I, I, I suppose I shouldn't say never. Maybe he's got one year left of lingering and getting 70% of the work. And Pollard never really ever gets a start. That's possible. But I'm telling you right now, at 9 or 10 round value, at running back 50 to 55, at, at, at an 85 to 95 overall value, why not take the gamble? Because this guy's got top 6 to 10 potential at the running back position. Grab Tony Pollard. Don't even hesitate. I don't want to hear any excuses. Let's go. Who else have we got? Tony Pollard. Terry McLaurin. Here's some news on Terry McLaurin. Uh, he won't be attending Commander's minicamp. We'll see how long he plays this game. Uh, Terry McLaurin most certainly is a top 6-10 to 10 wide receiver trapped in a situation where his quarterback carousel of garbage is holding him back. If this leads to a trade, and it's hard to imagine it leading to a trade because draft capital has already been spent. Okay, so like you would think that if a trade was going to go down, the commanders would have wanted something this draft class, right? It's possible that they overthought this or they didn't think enough and McLaurin ends up being a trade candidate for him. I mean, we saw Adams get traded, Tyreek Hill get traded. It's not crazy at all to imagine a team like the Commanders miscalculating the situation, thinking McLaurin isn't going to test them, test him and hold out or whatever and it forces some kind of trade. Imagine if Scary Terry were freaking in a Chargers uniform. Can you imagine Herbert, where's my football? Can you imagine Herbert? I don't know where my football went. Where's my football? Where's my football? Imagine Scary Terry McLaurin catching dimes from Justin Herbert. Can you imagine can you imagine what Terry's ADP would climb to? Scary Terry would probably climb, I would guess, to fourth round value in seconds, in milliseconds. If he got traded to the Chargers, Scary Terry McLaurin would go from a fifth to a sixth round pick to a top of the fourth. To the top of the fourth. Immediately. Immediately. Let's see what this message is. 
what's going on, Smitty? What are your thoughts about two receivers with great upside, but they're not the number one on their team? So there's Gabriel Davis, and then there's also Russell Gage. And when would be the earliest you'd take them in a redraft league? Gabe Davis. Look, Russell Gage. We got news on Russell Gage, too. Let's, let's, let's go to that real quick. Uh, Gabe Davis. I think Gabe Davis is probably, if I had to guess, I would say like a six to seven to eight round pick. And I don't really know exactly where he's going to fall. He's not in the top five. We do a lot of mock drafts through five rounds. We've done a couple through six lately. And he hasn't gone. So like seven, I feel like round seven is where Gabe Davis might go, seven or eight. And he's 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 definitely capable from, from that area. Gage is going to be more of an eight, nine, ten guy. But we've got news on Gage too. So again, McLaurin, hope he gets traded, um, but probably won't and probably will show up, probably will play. He can't, no, no player has leverage holding out anymore. It's, it's, it's $40,000 a day. Uh, once that kicks in, he's got to come back. So, I don't know. Russell Gage. Tom Brady said Russell Gage has uh, has to have a big year for the Bucks in 2022. And this is true. This isn't Tom Brady just pumping up his players. Godwin's not going to be ready for week one. We did early mock drafts, and so many people were drafting Godwin, just picking him off left and right, fourth, fifth round, like just way too early. Godwin's not going to be ready. He's coming back from an ACL tear. J.K. Dobbins... Godwin, Gus the Bus, uh, uh, James Robinson with the, the torn Achilles tendon, which is not an ACL. That is the, the, the prison injury where they slice your the back of your leg so you can never walk straight again. That is a, a tough injury to ever come back from. James Robinson, don't worry about James Robinson. ETN to the moon. To the moon. Season, baby. Um, Russell Gage is, I'm not going to give him a moon call. But we're going to definitely say that Russell Gage is going to have a a high-end wide receiver three season. I'm really on board this Russell Gage train uh, as a wide receiver three, four. But make sure you're not taking him in like round six or something because you're excited about Tom Brady's comments. This is a guy that that has a lot of upside. You just got to be careful with where to take him. Um, so maybe, I don't know. What do you guys think for Russell Gage? Eight or nine? Round eight or nine? Is that too early? And what do you think of uh, of Gabe Davis? Is Gabe Davis around pick uh, seven, seven round range? Eight round range? Where, where do you guys have Gabe Davis? Where do you have Russell Gage? Let's answer that question for Caden. Um, this is kind of a no news piece of news. Jacoby Myers, um, you know, he, he's good, but I'm not a big believer in Mac Jones, so I'm not gonna love I'm not gonna love anybody catching the football for Mac Jones. I just don't think you're gonna get consistency. Uh David Johnson, here's another nothing burger piece of news. David Johnson, uh Saints host free agent David Johnson for a visit. I mean, what could he possibly have left in the tank? Uh but that's you know, does that mean they're worried about Camara? That's kind of what my mind went to right away. Is like, what's this mean for Alvin Kamara news? Is there Alvin Kamara news coming down the way soon? Are we worried about Kamara getting a a little suspension, Pooh? Maybe. Maybe. David Johnson's getting the call. Something's going on. Something's going on. Uh, I was super high on Gabe Davis last year. Not impressed. Uh, Gabe Gabe Davis had a great year. How, How are you not impressed? Uh, what are we thinking as far as the, the draft value? You guys aren't throwing out a lot of a lot of ADPs here. Here we go. Vamp is uh, Vamp is throwing one out. Scott's throwing one out. Thank you guys for giving me uh, a prediction here. Davis eight, Gage nine ten. 
Vamp says eight nine feels safe for Gage. Okay, so I think I was about right. That's about what I was saying. Alvin Kamara just got detained, says uh, Paulino. I don't think so. I don't think so. Your boy Smitty would have that coming through his phone. Don't be don't be dropping fake news, Broski. Don't be dropping fake news. Here's a piece from Adam or Ian Rappaport. Roll call at mandatory minicamp. Taking a look at Ravens QB Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Okay, in McLaurin. So he's just kind of going through what we're going through right now. Um, nothing, nothing new, nothing new, nothing popping on the news. I got all the latest news on screen, bro. We're done with the news. Now we're heading over to the voicemails, baby. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. Okay, voicemail time. We already got to Caden's voicemail. Appreciate you, Caden. Appreciate you, good buddy. All right, let's bring it back down. Let's bring it back down to size. (sighs) Tariq. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. Uh, What's your thoughts on Josh Jacobs not being likely the Bell Cow in 2022? Uh, which direction do you think the team will go at? Is it more pass-heavy, or are they going to have like a running back by committee? And if it's a pass-heavy, how do you think the pass distribution is going to be amongst the Hold on. Receivers? Hold on a second, Tariq. We got a, we got a question here by Polino. Polino said, first of all, Polino, you can address me. I, I respond to questions. Polino wants to know, does this guy have a pod? I'd love to listen to this shiat while I'm working. Of course I have a pod, Polino. Actually, every single show that I do is on Spotify video. So I've got great news, Polino. Not only can you hear me on Spotify every single day, this show gets uploaded after I I do it, but you get to watch it and listen to it. Now, Polino, maybe you can't watch a show while you're working. I don't know what you do. Maybe you do something where those you might lose a finger or something. So I'm not recommending you do anything dangerous, but maybe you can pull me out of your pocket when you hear something crazy going on and you have to see it literally on Spotify. It's video and audio. You can see every single show. So just go search the fantasy football show.com, uh, or actually go to the fantasy football show.com. I have the, the, the Spotify link at the top of my site. Um, or you just search for the fantasy football show. And I have two. I have a Dynasty podcast and a regular. So make sure you find both. Make sure you follow both. Now get over there. I'm sorry. Uh, To answer your question, Tariq, we already talked about it a little bit. Jacobs, don't take that report that we just talked about like it's law, bro. Like we don't. This is is a beat writer from the Atlantic. And no, no offense to him, but it's his opinion. And he said that he doesn't believe the bell cow role will be Jacobs's role. So be careful when you take that and roll with it as if it's gospel. You know what I'm saying? Like, so your question was, um... Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. Uh, what's your thoughts on Josh Jacobs not being likely the Bell Collins? So yeah, yeah, so don't take it as law. Don't take it as law. Uh, but I'm going to bank on Zamir White, to be honest with you. I don't trust Josh Jacobs. But rewatch that that... That part of the show. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Cheetah Tyreek Hill going on a podcast saying that Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Does this seem asinine to you? 
Thanks, Bo. Yeah, Tua. Tua, so <laughs> Tua more accurate. Oh, the cheetah's live. He's dancing right now. Speaking of the cheetah, he's live right now on, on IG, dancing away. Um, but the cheetah came out and said that... Let me, let me put Tua, Tua on screen. Tua versus Mahomes. I can't, I can't believe I'm actually creating a graphic. Tua versus Mahomes. <laughs> love is blind. Love is blind. This man, Tyreek Hill, is in love with Tua. And that's great that we're, you know, it's fantastic that he loves his quarterback. And it's good that the rapport is getting built. And you can't ask for a more supportive wide receiver than 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 the the cheetah right now. He he's literally Tua's biggest fan, and I like it. I like it. It's good rapport building. The problem is he's blind. He's got big blinders on right now. They're they're called Tua glasses. And anybody that thinks Tua is better than Mahomes at anything has glasses so thick that their eyes literally are like two or three times the size because the thickness of that glass has to be like like that thick. Like, I don't know what's thicker, the width of the lens or the depth of it. So he's sitting there like this going, at practice, this Tua guy can really throw a football. I mean, he's got more accuracy than Patrick Mahomes. And, and if you remember, if you, if you watch the full like interview or whatever the hell that was, when he said, okay, but Mahomes is a stronger arm. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mahomes is a stronger arm. But then the follow-up question was, so two is more accurate, you say, Cheetah? Two is more accurate? I'm going to make two of glasses. We're, you know, we, we got to make some two of glasses. We gotta, we, we're got to we going to make some two of glasses on the show. We'll make a, a quick pair right now. Oh, God, this is going to be... This is going to be all tore up. We're going to make a quick pair on the show right now. We'll make a more uh, professional pair later. But Tua, he actually said Tua had a, had had more accuracy. Mahomes had a stronger arm. And then when asked, which one do you prefer then? Do you prefer the more accurate thrower in Tua or the deep ball thrower in Mahomes? And he actually said, oh, yeah, the, the accuracy. So he essentially said he would rather have... Tua over Mahomes, which is absolutely crazy, or as you put it, asinine. Absolutely asinine, Tariq, to actually think like that. Now, we're going to make our Tua glasses right now, and anytime someone says something completely biased or stupid on the show, we're going to put these glasses on and say that they have the Tua glasses on. Or if you have a question where you say, Smitty, am I being... Do I have Tua goggles on right now? Because I think that Kenneth Walker is better than so-and-so, am I being like Tyreek Hill right now? So, I gotta make these glasses. So, for right now, we're gonna tape them on. I don't have time to make the sides. There we go. Here are my Tua glasses. There we go. Here we go. Tua glasses. According to reports, Tyreek Hill says Tua is a better quarterback in general than Mahomes. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I think that's some bullshit. 
You know? All right, let's hit the next question. Hey, Smitty, it's Trudy again. Uh, what's your thoughts on the cheetah Tariq killed? Oh, I already got that. Sorry. Jim. Hey, Smitty, what's your realistic outlook this year for Devonta Adams now that he's with the Raiders and Derek Carr? I obviously think his touchdown numbers are going to come down, but I still think he could be a back-end wide receiver one. Do you think he can stay at that level, or do you see him kind of falling off and being a wide receiver two this year? Um, I think that Adams is about a 12 or 13 overall pick. Now, Adams has some Adams glasses, or some uh, Derek Carr glasses on. Now, the Tua glasses are a lot thicker than the Derek Carr glasses, let's just be honest. But Adams is wearing some Derek Carr glasses as, as well. Because Adams thinks that Derek Carr isn't much different than Aaron Rodgers. And some of you in here might have a pair of these Derek Carr glasses because I think not everyone is going to see the Carr goggles as same as the Tua goggles. But I personally think it's offensive to suggest that Derek Carr is in any way, shape, or form as good as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Derek Carr will never be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback, so it's ridiculous that Adams or Tyreek Hill, who decided, both of them decided they wanted to leave their elite quarterback situation. They wanted to go explore these two new side pieces in Derek Carr and Tua. And neither one of these grasses are going to be greener on the other side. And I think that Tyreek Hill's side of the, the, the field is going to be a little bit more dead than, than Adams is because Adams has a pretty, I think, potent team, although they're in a tough division. And I don't know that the Ra- the Raiders might win 12 games and not make the playoffs, but yeah, it was all about money. But Charles, Mr. Fox, Chucky Adams was offered the same exact deal to stay in green Bay. So you can't say it's about money when it comes to Adams. They offered him, they offered him more money then he was getting in Las Vegas because they had to account for the no taxes in Vegas. So they actually rectified the offer to equally match it. Tua is not it. Tua is not better than Mahomes. Tua can't hold Mahomes' clipboard, let alone he's more accurate. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? No, absolutely not. Tua is, we're going to find out what Tua really is. Terry. Hey, Smitty. I'm not going to be able to make the live show today or tomorrow, nor Wednesday, because I got court on Wednesday. <sighs> I ain't going to make it tomorrow because I got to go to the store. Terry, Terry got, Terry's at court because he stole Javante Williams away from too many people. He got arraigned. He's in court now. He's going to miss the show. Terry, it's okay, pal. We're uh, you'll be able to replay it. We're gonna do the live draft order on the show. Hey, Smitty, what's your thought on Deontay Johnson and George Pickens? And would you wait later down the draft to go George Pickens over Deontay? I, I like Pickens. I do. I think people are expecting too much 
from him this year when you've got Claypool, you've got Deontay, and you've got Pickens, and you've got Mitch Trubisky throwing the football. Now, maybe Mitch is maybe Mitch is a better quarterback than Tua, which would mean that Mitch Trubisky is better than Patrick Mahomes. According to the degrees of separation, if, in fact, Mitch Trubisky is better than Tua, that means that Mahomes is third between the three. It, God, I cut this way too close. My eyeballs are hitting both sides of here. This is not a custom job. This was not a custom. This was not fit to order. Um, I personally think that Trubisky won't be able to feed even two of them. So, in my opinion, even let me take off the two of goggles. In my opinion. I think uh, Mitch Trubisky and Tua will both be on the bench at some point during the season. I mean, maybe Tua survives, and then I think Miami Mike is such a good coach and head, head, you know, good mind, just offensive mind, aggressive. I feel like he will figure this out real quickly. If Tua is not the answer, he will move on right away. He'll go get a Tom Brady. He'll go get an Aaron Rodgers. Like, not saying those guys are moving with their... Aaron Rodgers, especially with this deal. But, like, this is, you know, Kyler Murray. Let's say he'll go get a Kyler Murray. Like, this is Miami Mike. Mike McDaniel is a very aggressive coach. That's I've agreed with everything he's done except for trusting Tua. So I'm a little confused by his choice there when I like everything else he's doing. To answer this question with Pickens, I, I think Pickens, he could be the number one wide receiver in on this offense, but not, I don't think this year, or at least a big portion of the year. So I don't, I don't like Deontay at fourth or fifth round value. Give me DK, give me Waddle, give me Brees Hall, give me uh, Josh Allen, Herbert Burrow, give me all of these guys, even Kenneth Walker over Deontay. All these guys are more valuable to me than Deontay. Deontay's never getting taken by me. I'm never drafting Deontay because there are 10, 15 players I like more than Deontay every time Deontay's coming off the board. Um, dad, 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 da Bateman, Smitty, you a blast. Sweet. Not sure what just happened there. Uh, 128 in here, only 61 thumbs up. Please punch the thumb up button. Guys, we're getting closer to the year. The views are growing. We're getting to the point where this is going to be, it's, it's feeling like NFL season. Like this is, we're, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about exploding here in just a couple days, maybe a week before people start filing in here. And I can't thank you all enough for making the show what it is. You guys rock. I work for you. Kyle. Hey Smitty, what's your phone? Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Oh. And would you wait later down the Yeah, so just got that one. Uh, I would wait. I would definitely wait. Um, I'd rather have Pickens very late than Deontay in the fourth round, but I'm not like big on, on, on Pickens either though. Andy. What's up Smitty? Hey, I've been doing a uh, dynasty for a long time. So I thought I'd just share a little bit of information with you guys. Something I noticed a while ago. So well, these are the first round. I, pr- I appreciate you, Andy. Thank you. Take over the show. Of 2017, 2018, 2017. 
um, in my keeper leagues. This is how they went. I'm just kidding. Fournette, Corey Davis, McCaffrey, Zay Jones, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt, Samaji Perrine, Jamal Williams, Kenny Galladay. So you can see a lot of bad ones in there. McCaffrey, Dalvin, Mixon, Kareem Hunt. That's about all the good ones. And then the- I appreciate that, Andy. I'm gonna have to move on. It's a little too long for that. You're gonna we're gonna lose uh, people. You're gonna have to keep it a little quicker than that, Andy. But appreciate you trying to share that. I'll try and listen to it and reply later. Kevin, Smitty, I got a stack of uh, Tom Brady and Chris Godwin. Godwin's out, but I do have Gage on my bench. Is Gage gonna be able to hold it down for me until Godwin comes back? Uh, Gage will be pretty good. Um, I you know, I I don't think you'll have a problem. I think he's gonna do really well he could play like a top 25 wide receiver maybe higher i mean let's keep our expectations to a you know a realistic minimum but he certainly could be a wide receiver three uh i'm not i'm not i'm not a big godwin fan though bro i i just i i fear he'll never be the same how important are tight ends i looked at my uh leagues last year in best ball and uh the couple leagues that i won i actually didn't even have a tight end or had a a couple late round tight ends that uh, didn't score me a whole lot, but the rest of my positions carried me. Um, I'm kind of fading that um, position unless I can get one of the top guys, uh, or I'm, I'm targeting Firemuth and uh, uh, some some middle round uh, tight ends. But if I don't get them, I'm not too worried about it. And I just kind of fade that uh, position. How do you feel about going like a no tight end strategy? I mean, I never take a tight end early. That's my thing, bro. I you know I I'm I'm very much you're going to hit a home run with Dalton Schultz in round six or seven, preferably seven. Dalton Schultz could win you a league, bro, from seven. Dalton Schultz could be the number three tight end in fantasy football 2022. Wouldn't shock me if he was the number three tight end or even two. It wouldn't shock me at all. Dalton Schultz season, it definitely moon call for Dalton Schultz. To the moon. Definitely a moon call for Dalton Schultz. I love Dalton Schultz. Absolutely love him. Fryermuth is is great as well. He's like a round or two later. Dawson Knox is about a round or so after Dalton Schultz. These are all three guys that are the reason your boy Smitty ranks number one in the industry, according to Fantasy Pros. Two out of the last three years, I ranked number one overall in draft tight end rankings, and it's because of guys like Waller and Hawkinson. This year's Waller and Hawkinson are going to be Knox, Schultz, Fryermuth, and uh, you know a couple others that we we could mention. I mean, Albert O used to be in that category. They drafted a tight end. We're a little bit lesser excited about him, but that doesn't mean we can't jump back on board uh, that that bandwagon. Smitty, how important are tight ends? Thank you, Asher. Pre- appreciate own. appreciate you, Terry. I don't know what uh, Tariq uh, Hill's uh, talking smack and stupidity guys from the Miami area and all of a sudden he thinks he's gangsta. Take a lap, Hill. Tyreek Hill is wearing the Tua goggles. Where's my football? There it is. Throw. Throw. That's a, I, I, I honestly, this is going to sound a little bit, I don't know, reckless. That's right. What do, we don't always do our research here. Sometimes we're gut-driven on the channel, people. But I'm telling you right now, Tyreek Hill scares me. Tyreek Hill, think about it. When you move, what are the most stressful things to a human being? Divorce, death, 
job change, moving. Like those are four of the top like five things that put somebody in a in a, in a irritable bowel syndrome uh, uh, avenue. You know, for a wide receiver, it's moving teams, changing quarterbacks, and getting hurt. <laughs> and Tyreek Hill is moved, new playbook, new quarterback. The only thing he doesn't have is the injury part. Yet he's one of those guys that is such an injury concern all the time. And I feel like, and I'm not predicting that he gets IBS this this season, although it wouldn't shock me. And maybe I'm predicting some things here. You know, maybe I'm ahead of the curve here. Uh, Tyreek Hill on the injury report for week three with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. But it's like this guy is going to go through a lot of change, and I worry about him staying healthy. I just do. These speed guys with their hamstrings, think about uh, think about uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson. There's a good chance that Tyreek Hill has a shorter career in terms of like elite seasons without injuries. There's a real good chance Tyreek Hill goes down that Deshaun Jackson track where it's like, God, every time he's on the field, he's the quickest guy in the field, but he suffers those hamstring injuries. I'm not saying it's this year. Some of this is coming from a dynasty perspective, um, but moving teams, getting a lesser quarterback, thank God it's Miami Mike because he knows how to move around talent. If Miami Mike wasn't there, I wouldn't even want to, I wouldn't even want Tyreek Hill at all. But Miami Mike's going to utilize him all over the field. So, like, I go back and forth. I go back and forth. When I'm sitting there and Tyreek Hill's there at pick 18, I keep drafting him. Even though I fear injury with this kid in 2022. I just fear it. I fe- I don't know what it is. I can't shake it. It's it's all gut instinct. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, this is Terry again. Sorry, Smitty, that was me, uh, uh, Terry, by the way. LOL. <laughs> What's up? Wasn't it, uh, this is Terry, by the way, Smitty, but wasn't it about a year ago that uh, some of the receivers uh, were put on the spot, played for Alabama, and uh, were uh, used by also in the passing department from both uh, Tua and Hurts? A lot of these receivers said they'd have, uh, rather have Tua uh, throw the ball to, to them, and I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Tua. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, college is different. Johnny Manziel, one of the best college football quarterbacks of, of college football history. You know what I mean? Like, so like we can't, Tim Tebow, great college court. Like we can't, we can't extrapolate college into the pros. So maybe they loved him in college. College is a different game. Tua, you know, Tua was a good college quarterback. I just think Tua has too many deficiencies. I think he's got the the right the right coach. I think McDaniel could maybe have him survive. When I say Tua won't last the season, I say that with a little hesitation because I could see him being, and I I don't want to compare Matt Ryan and Tua because they're completely different quarterbacks, but like in terms of that kind of production, like I could see Tua producing different balance of stat categories, but like a Matt Ryan season, you know, a Tannehill season, and then you're like, okay, you know, like you're not... Like, Tannehill's not it. Like, losing A.J. Brown, everyone feels like Tannehill, in my opinion. Everybody feels this way. He's just going to fall apart and dissolve before our very eyes. He is not that guy. Like, Tannehill had A.J. Brown. Now he doesn't. Burks is, you know, asthmatic. 
uh, still young, got to build rapport with them, got to mature, got to stay healthy. Rookie receivers get banged up a lot, uh, and they play longer seasons. Like, there's no way Burks is just, in my opinion, stepping in and replacing A.J. Brown. So you got to think that, that Tannehill's going to fall apart. But Tannehill survived for so long, and I feel like that's really possible for Tua, you know, as much as it is that he gets replaced. So I, I don't know. I, wa- I waver because Miami Mike is so good. He's so good. He's so good. He's such a good coach. The, the Niners would have been better to keep him. Honestly, he's he's a phenomenal aggressive mind, and he had he had he blueprinted that Debo Samuel role last year. This guy's gonna do numbers with Waddle and Tyreek Hill if he stays healthy, but I don't know that the numbers will necessarily be there. Pat Mahomes is the man. 15K by the season open and hit that like button. Says Rock Out. Rock Out's basically telling you guys uh, to sub if you're new. Where's my where's my button? Subscribe if you're new. Where is that? Here it is. Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. Thumb up, buddies. Punch it. Punch that thumbs up. Hit that thumb up. Uh, yeah, hopefully we get to 15K by the start of the season and we get to 20K by the end. That's kind of the goal. We could blow up more than that. I'm not saying that we can't completely blast through that. Terry Roberts, appreciate your super chat. Rock out, appreciate your super chat. Thank you guys for everybody that's punched in a, a super chat or a like or a comment, whatever. Terry, you still got court tomorrow. Terry, we should do fantasy football court live with Terry on the phone. Uh, Tua can just take... HGH like Brady and become a stud, says Prime. Prime apparently doesn't like uh, Mr. Tom Brady. Scooby-Doo with the super chat. Thoughts on Elijah Mitchell and Dynasty? That's a great question. I don't love him in Dynasty. I like him in redraft to a degree, but only if your plan of attack is to couple him and Ty Davis-Price and maybe even Sermon. If you've got small rosters, this won't work for you. A lot of people get really upset at me. They lose their shiat and say, Smitty, you can't roster three players from one team to cover one running back spot. Yeah, you can. Watch me do it. Because if I'm in a deep league where I really don't care about two or three or four of my bench spots, I mean, you're talking deep rosters, right? Deep rosters, I'll take Sermon, Ty Davis-Price, and Mitchell. And even though I don't feel comfortable with Mitchell by himself because I feel like Shanahan could rotate those running backs like crazy. He could rotate them like a madman. He usually sticks with the running back that he does choose and feeds that running back for multiple games as the workhorse. So, in a sense, you could go no running back two for quite some time in your draft and then swoop in and grab Eli Mitchell, who's most certainly going to be there in some cases in round six. He falls to like 5.8 to 6.05. And I think the, the the wavering commitment that he has to the run, to a specific running back, and that news is kind of in Niner circles, a little bit of a, of a talk right now, like Davis Price is going to get a lot of run. We're going to roll with a hot hand. We didn't have healthy running backs last year. Uh, Anthony Lynn is a running back by committee uh, addict. Anthony Lynn comes over from Detroit. I got something to tell you guys in uh, San Franciscoville that you're not going to like to hear. I got a lot of San Fran followers. 
uh, because I do a Niner show. But I'm telling you right now, Anthony Lynn is not the truth. You know, he's he's okay. He's okay if you compartmentalize his abilities and coaching, uh, you know, uh, responsibilities. Maybe you get the most out of Anthony Lynn and he can help Trey Lance and he can kind of help the running game in, in terms of like getting it on track in certain aspects of it. But this guy, Anthony Lynn, had his play calling duty stripped from him by midseason in Detroit. He also got, you know, he got, he left and he also, uh, called Jamal Williams his A-back and DeAndre Swift his B-back. And he also decided he didn't want to start DeAndre Swift. He wanted to start Lamar or Jamar, uh, Jamal Williams and bring in Swift as a change of pace back. This is the guy that's taking over the running back room in San Francisco. A running back room that will most certainly have a little lean towards the running back by committee because of Anthony Lynn. Now, he's not necessarily taking over the whole running back room. They brought him over for a couple different specific things. The good news, though, to dial back some of my concern, is that Kyle Shanahan doesn't let anybody, including a coach and especially a coach or especially a quarterback, have full control of the team. And so, it's uh, Brian says, I've met Jamal Williams. He's a nice dude. Well, then why don't you draft him early, Brian? <laughs> Just kidding, Brian. <laughs> but I've met him. But why'd you draft him early? Why'd you take him in round six, Brian? Because I've met him. <laughs> Chargers fan here. Uh, no Anthony Lynn. Chargers fan here. Prime. It's 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 Herbert to the moon, pal. It's Herbert to the moon. 105 to 120 people in here. Please punch the thumbs up. We got 76. Let's get to 100. Let's get to 100 likes on the show. Uh, appreciate you. But anyway, I, I don't I don't love Anthony Lynn, but maybe he's going to be good if he's used sparingly. If, if Shanahan controls him and doesn't allow him to screw things up because he's not some elite coach that was brought. Like everyone in, in Ninerville, you guys just love whoever is brought onto the squad, you know. But Anthony Lynn is coming over with a pretty bad 2021 resume. Let's be honest. Uh, do a video chat from the DMV. It says rock out. Uh, Terry, send me a video clip from the DMV and I'll maybe post it. <laughs> or, or he's not DMV, he's at court. He's at court. Lynn is a very nice man, but average coach. Um, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a big Anthony Lynn supporter. Um, let's see. We got one more message here from Terry, I think. Not Terry Terry, but the other Terry. Actually, uh, Tyreek Hill did have an injury. It's that uh, shoulder uh, injury, injury he had uh, a couple years back, if I recall. He had a um, pretty bad uh, dislocated shoulder or something like that. Yeah, he broke his collarbone, but like he's always kind of been dinged up. But speed guys like Tyreek Hill, they suffer a lot of hamstring injuries, and those hamstrings just get paper thin at some point when they're just completely exploding and expl like Tyreek Hill explodes differently than you and I. The 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 hamstring issues that he could potentially suffer are greater because of the the speed and and force and and the 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 amount of usage of those hamstrings is different for him than the average player. You know what I mean? So uh you make me hesitant on drafting Eli Mitchell I'm all in all my best ball drafts so far. I look. Let me let me rephrase what I'm saying, Swaggy, to help make you feel better. 
Eli Mitchell is very, very good when you cuff him to Davis Price and Sermon. Because like I was saying earlier, Shanahan usually does rotate, and Lynn does too. Lynn loves rotating. Um, but when they do, they stick to a, a workhorse of those rotational running backs. So if you have Ty Davis Price and you've got Mitchell and you've got Sermon, if you can't afford to, to roster all three, if you're in a small roster league, you can't do it. But if you have all three of them, and I know you've already drafted in some of your best balls, but um, those those best ball drafts, if you can get all three, you're pretty safe. You know, because I doubt you're going to have like this divide 50-50, you know, workload. You're going to have one of those backs getting 15, 18 carries, usually. So I, I don't mind, uh, I don't mind having him, but you got to take him in like the sixth round range. Um, I think that does it for the voice messages. Let's go to the speed round, the speed round portion of the show. Let's roll. It is time for the speed question and answer segment. Ask your question in the chat as fast and short as you can, and your boy Smitty will attack it, and we've got seven minutes of speed round. Keep it short, keep it sweet. Your boy Smitty's going to try and blast through a bunch of your questions, so hit me with it. Boom, ready, set, go. Uh, CD Swift redraft. You got to go. I, if you're asking the question, I would say Swift and then CD Lamb. But I love both of them. I could argue either one of them. I'd probably go Swift though if I'm if I'm picking ETN or Gibby. This is a good question. Um, man, ETN or Gibby? I, I would probably say ETN. I like Gibby. Um, sometimes I find myself drafting Gibby ahead of ETN, but then we start getting into semantics and we start getting into strategy. And would you rather take a DK or a Waddle in round four instead of Gibby? And if ETN fell to round five, you take him. ETN goes in round three, four, and five. And I don't want to hear and hear, oh, ETN's not falling to round five. He falls to round five all the time. He most certainly is not going to fall to round five in the coming weeks and months. He's climbing really quick, but there are some people that don't know what time it is yet. And so you can occasionally in best ball drafts get ETN late. But now they're probably inching toward having the exact same ADP. And I'm going to go ETN. I'm going to go ETN. Uh, Henry or CMC, give me... Give me CMC. I don't like AJ Brown leaving Tennessee. I don't like Tannehill. I feel like that's a little bit more of a risk, but they're both very risky. Smitty, why is Fournette so good? He's not. Um, Rashad White coming for his job, Brian. You know that. I've, I've taught you this already. Uh, uh, How do you say this guy's name? Delachich, whatever the hell his name is. This tight end for the Broncos. A good late sleeper. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Albert O a little bit more, so I'm not sure what I make of that situation. I got to see this guy on the field, bro, before I can really, I'd just be blowing smoke up your rear end and start talking him up. I, I, I didn't really find him all that exciting, um, before he was drafted. So, uh, I like Albert O. Albert O, they might roll out, uh, Dull, Dull Stitch, Dull Stitch, is that how you say it? Dull Stitch? They might roll Albert O out wide as a wide receiver more often than not, so we'll see. I'm one who waits on tight ends. Your take on Woods in Indy. Um, I'm not a big fan of Woods 
until he shows he's fully healthy, bro. So I'm staying clear. I'm staying clear. Tua or Jimmy? Uh, give me uh, Tua all day <laughs> over Jimmy. First of all, Jimmy's not. I don't know. I know you're just trying to rile me up about Jimmy, but Tua's a better quarterback than Jimmy by a lot. And uh, you know, Tua's Tua should be starting in the NFL. Yeah. Um, is he the quarterback you want when you've got two nuclear missiles and Waddle and Tyreek Hill? And then you've got this pea shooter of Tua throwing the football to both these guys? No. No. So, you know, it, it, the team matters, you know. Kamara and DK for ETN and JJ. Give me ETN and JJ, um, especially if it's Dynasty. Because you probably don't have a redraft team drafted yet. So I'm going to assume this is a Dynasty team. Give me ETN and JJ. Um, very, very good question, though. I like it. Barkley and DK for ETN and JJ. Give me ETN and JJ. Pollard and DK for ETN and JJ. Come on, don't throw Pollard in the mix here like he's got some amazing dynasty value. Like you're you're downgrading the trade every single time. Uh, DJ Moore or Scary Terry? Give me Scary Terry across the board. And I know that he's got some, um, you know, the, we don't know what's going to happen with him this year. But I, I definitely like like uh, like him more, uh, Scary Terry more than DJ Moore. But they're 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 arguable. Better running back two. Better running back two in twenty twenty two. Mike Walker or Monty. Mike Walker. Do you mean Kenny Walker, Ricky? If you mean Kenny Walker, Kenny Walker, Kenny Walker is going to be a top ten running back in my opinion. The top eight to twelve. Smitty, if you need last-minute entry for the Cooper Cup League, let me know, and I'll DM you on the gram. Yes, DM me on the gram right now, Brian, in case we need a backup. I'll keep I'll keep a little backup list. If you guys would like to be on the backup list, DM me on Instagram. First word, Cooper Cup. Or first two words, write Cooper Cup. First three words, write Cooper Cup League, and then explain, hey, Smitty, I want to be on the backup list. That way I can easily find it and identify it. If you want to be on the reserve list, I have a feeling we'll be reaching out to a couple people. So please uh, DM me and we'll figure it out. Um, and I'll let you know the details on it every, on everything. Will a Chiefs wide receiver will a Chiefs wide receiver receiver finish top twenty this year? If so, who? Um, I guess you know Juju could, MVS could. I don't think John Ross will. I think John Ross, if he gets going, it'll be like later, and then he starts looking great for 2023. Um, Sky Moore could be. It's tough to know, man. To be honest with you, I, I just kind of stay away from all three of those wide receivers unless you're getting all three of them late, and then at some point I might you know, pick a side and say, give me Juju, I, I guess. I don't know. Give me Sky Moore, I, I suppose. I'd rather have Sky Moore, but I don't know. Juju, MVS, they both could do well. Got White in my rookie draft. Thanks, Smitty. To the moon. Rashad White. To the moon. Definitely to the moon, Rashad White. Uh, whoops. Uh, Judge Smitty or Judge Judy. Both of them take no crap. That's right. That's right, Terry. Um, I reset the timer. Let me Let me fix this to... We'll give it three more minutes. Go. Three more minutes of speed round. Uh, skipped right over my question, says James. Well, instead of asking it again, James, you just... Congratulations, I highlighted that one. I'll go look for it. I'll go look for it, James. I'm not skipping anything. You, you, you understand I'm trying to facilitate a live stream here. 
Not trying to do anything. Dynasty Superflex trade away Monty for Hollywood. Uh, they're about even, bro. They're both right around like fifth round, like steals. You know, they could both be steals. I really like Monty. I think give me the wide receiver lasts longer in Dynasty. Um, Lamb or Debo? DJ wants to know. Give me, give me, give me Lamb. But I love both of them. They could both have good years. I just like Lamb a little bit more. Saquon or the one point one. Uh, the 1.1 by a mile, Chucky. I am not a Saquon Barkley believer whatsoever, pal. You know that, Chucky. You know that. Appreciate you being here, Chucks. Give me Juju. I never thought I would hear you say that. I took it back, though, Vamp. I said, never mind. <laughs> so, if the tree didn't fall in the forest, then did it really fall? If you didn't hear the tree fall in the forest, did it really fall? I don't know. Walker and Pitts or Burke, Sky Moore, Friar Muth. And Damian Harris. Give me Walker and Pitts by a, like a mile, bro. Like, in fact, I would do... Let me put it this way. I would give up Burke, Sky Moore, Friar Moose, and Damian Harris for any either one of those. And you got both of them. Or, sorry, that was order. Order, I like it. Saquon or 1.1. Again, 1.1. 1.1. Thank you, James. Appreciate you. Thoughts on... Um, Jelani Woods, not Bobby Trees. Oh, sorry, Terry. I uh, I saw Woods, and I just thought you were asking a different question. Um, he's okay, bro. Jelani, he's okay. I I I think he's like got upside, but I don't know. I I didn't have him highly ranked heading into the draft, so I'm not like a big Woods supporter yet. But man, people can change your mind like that. It's got to see him play. He's just one of those players where we just need to see him play. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot. I didn't I didn't scout him very well. Um, didn't think he was going to bring a whole lot to the table. Uh, lands in an okay spot, but it doesn't mean that he's going to be guaranteed anything. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, wait and see. Um, 94 people in here, 81 likes. Let's match the two together, says Terry. Punch that thumbs up button. Hit that like button. Let's roll. We got 96 people still in here. Are you even touching Jarvis Landry? I would take Landry as a wide receiver like four or five. You know, I wouldn't put him at my flex or anything, or my wide receiver three, but, you know, would I draft him? Sure, I suppose. Uh, A-Rob or Cooks and Redraft? I probably, that's close. I almost flip a coin. What do you guys think on this one? A-Rob or Cooks? Cooks probably deserves it, but probably Cooks. What do you guys think? Cooks or A-Rob? I like both of them. I know a lot of people love A-Rob. I feel like A-Rob is a little overdrafted. Um, but it doesn't mean I don't like A-Rob. I just think he's a little overdrafted. But Cooks Cooks probably deserves it. I don't know. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, Sutton. What about Sutton? I'm not a huge... I'm not a huge Sutton fan, but it doesn't mean I don't think that could change. You know, like Russell Wilson is going to connect with one of these wide receivers. I kind of think it'll be Judy. Will Judy stay healthy? I don't know. If it's Sutton, then I can get on board really quick. Dynasty channel next. Um, yeah, we probably should go to the Dynasty channel next. Let me drop that link in the in the chat here. Dynasty channel is right here. I'm going to drop that link in the chat right now. 
we're gonna go live on the Dynasty channel right after this. So it is um, youtube.com slash dynasty fantasy football going live on the Dynasty channel next sub. Okay, I'm gonna pin that right now. And we'll go live on the Dynasty channel right after this. Good call. Good call. Who are we talking about on the Dynasty channel? What player do you want to talk about? Let's have everybody vote on a player. A-Rob regression to the mean. A-Rob regression to the mean for Cup favors A-Rob, says James K. Um, I don't know, bro. Allen Robinson didn't do anything in Chicago, and he had two different quarterbacks. And I'm not saying it was a great situation, but, bro, I mean, let's not act like A-Rob's is going to hamper Cooper Cup. Like, do I think A-Rob could be good? Yeah. But is he going to take away from Cooper Cup, who owns the team, bro? No. He's a slot guy, moves around all over the field. He's got the rapport with Stafford. Stafford's looking for Cup. He's a triple crown winner. He's proven... Uh, A-Rob's not taking anything away. You had Van Jefferson. You had Odell Beckham Jr. You had a healthy Woods at one point. Like, Cup was doing fine. A-Rob, who's been missing for multiple years, is coming in and everybody's just assuming he's going to be fine. And I'm not saying he can't be, but to assume it is a little reckless for me. Alec Pierce, I like Alec Pierce a lot. Pickens, Tolbert, Pierce, I go... I probably go Pierce, pick... Pierce, Tolbert, Pickens for redraft. And then maybe switch Tolbert and and Pickens for Dynasty, but I'd probably keep Pierce one. A.J. Brown for Dynasty is a real stumper. I mean, his knees worry me. His knees worry me. Oh, you guys want to talk about Pierce in the Dynasty video? You could do that. Trey Lance is going to have a year. Trey Lance is going to have a year, Sky. Get ready. It's coming. Trey Lance season is upon us. Dude's going to be electric. He's going to be out of this world. Brian wants to talk Pierce on the Dynasty channel. So does Macho. So does Terry. Looks like we're talking Pierce. Okay. Uh, 96 people in here. Guys, subscribe on your way out the door. We're live every single Monday through Friday. We're going live right now. As soon as this timer ends, we're going live on the Dynasty channel. I've pinned it in the chat. It's youtube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. The link is also on my main YouTube page. If you scroll down to the bottom, it'll show you all my channels at the bottom of my main YouTube page. Click on the Dynasty one. Um, Or just click the link that's in the chat right here. We're going to the Dynasty channel in 35 seconds. Um... And, and I'm live tomorrow. I'm live every Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're new, please subscribe so that you you know, you know help the channel out, number one. Number two, you want to know when I go live. So turn on the notifications. We go live randomly at night to mock draft. We go live anytime there's breaking news. So if you don't have notifications turned on or you're not subscribed, you won't be alerted that I'm live talking about breaking news like DK Metcalf or McLaurin or something that's probably coming up soon. I answer every question in the comments. So ask a question. Again, the Dynasty channel is linked in the chat, so click on that, and we're going to go over there right now and talk Alec Pierce in the Dynasty channel right now, so make sure you click that link 
and you head on over to the Dynasty channel right now and keep refreshing. We're going live in just a few minutes here. I will see you all there. Appreciate every single one of you. Don't forget thefantasyfootballshow.com is where you can find all my content, my one-on-one text device. And don't forget to, to click on the underdog banner on thefantasyfootballshow.com. $10 minimum entry uh, or deposit on underdog using my link on thefantasyfootballshow.com or my promo code SMITTY. And you, if you send me proof that you use promo code SMITTY or the link, then I will give you a 10 to 15 minute phone call where we could break down your roster, break down your team, whatever. Order your one-on-one text device at thefantasyfootballshow.com and play underdog fantasy by clicking on the, the, the image at thefantasyfootballshow.com. Getting these best ball tournaments with us where we're drafting for that $2 million first place prize. Appreciate every single one of you. Let's go to the Dynasty channel, shall we? See you over there. The link is pinned. The link is at the bottom of my main YouTube channel. Dynasty channel, here we come. Alec Pierce, here we come. Let's go.